I love how creative comedians are. I feel like they have this creativity that most human beings don't have. And I really appreciate it. It's like, it's, it's, it's like they're children, which I think is more adults need to be like. Yeah, there's that level of freedom that good comedians have uh, just like in conversation. It can also make them like insufferable. Yeah. But I think we all probably need to be a little bit more open to being just playful. Yeah, I, I think you like you need to go into the conversation with a different mindset. Like if you go into it looking to get offended, mm-hmm. you're for sure going to fucking get offended. Yeah. But if you're just if you go into it with like just this is so silly and I'm along for the ride. Yeah. And I I just like being here with these silly people being silly. It's something there's just something so freeing about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were getting into all kinds of porn and stuff like that, that today. And it's just like, hey, put it up on the big screen, put it on the big screen. Yeah, no, it was, it was so, so funny. Are they doing just one a week? No, they probably do four a week sometimes. Yeah. They'll do five a week sometimes. Shoot. Yeah. He, he rolls. I mean, I guess out. there's not much of like, not much, uh, post going on with those. It's kind of, they just hit start and hit end and then it's ready. Kind of. I'm sure there's quite a bit. Th- I mean, I'm sure it's pretty, still pretty damn time consuming. No, I, I agree, but I think as far as um, they can turn them around pretty quickly. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's not as much production value. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because it's you know the length of a long movie sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but but even lining up some of those guests, I'm sure is a lot of work. Oh, I'd, I'd be curious to know what what the scale of like the full team that works on that. I he talks about it. He just says it's not that that sizable. I just feel with the the way getting like the schedules to line up and stuff. Obviously like it really behooves the guests to be on there because his platform's so big. Yeah, but but like but a Mark, still. like a Mark Zuckerberg or Elon like getting Mark Zuckerberg on a podcast. Like just the, the logistics of probably making that just happen. Just getting him in the room is yeah. difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I feel like it's just a few people on that front. That's Spotify money, man. Yeah. You gotta keep it to yourself. Anywho, we are doing a Dirt Talk Q&A. Dirt Talk Q&A. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dirt Talk. This is Alex Horton. It has been a couple weeks from since you've heard from me. Is it the Dirt Talk or Dirt Talk Podcast? The Dirt Talk Podcast. I kind of like the idea of like, welcome to the Dirt Talk, but it's really the Dirt Talk Podcast. You're uh, right. I've been trying to say Dirt Talk Podcast more. Dirt Talk Podcast. Dirt Talk so Podcast. Like, oh, and then got people, it. they know that's what I search. That's smart. That's smart. Will you find us if you search that? Still up it's in the air. It's getting better. Still up in the air. You will find some things to potentially new things to say to your wife mm-hmm. and other things you might find when you search their talk. But I feel like we're at least on page one if you search their talk podcast. Our SEO team has been doing a great job getting that uh, bad boy up there. Are we on page one? Can you Google? Can you oh, oh, incognito? Incognito. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's going to track. Search Dirt Talk podcast. I mean, it's definitely the top thing. Is it the top? It is the, yeah, top, it's the thing. top thing. Number one. Yeah. Now, if you take podcast out, or is it already well, ruined? That's that's a good question. I don't even know if we're on the first page. If you take podcast out, search dirt talk. How to talk dirty. Yeah, how to talk dirty. Yeah, See, so this is this is yeah. a bigger thing. There we go. We'll keep working on that one. But, but welcome to the Dirt Talk Podcast. But if Ooh, you have but clipped, you can explore both. Yeah. Explore some dirt talk podcast. Explore some dirt talk. You know. Maybe you need to spice things up. It depends on what you want to learn. (laughs) 
I feel like I, uh, I feel like we could just like riff on jokes that apply to both things, and I do know that some people listen to this with their children, so we'll move on. I do. I um, if they do, that's yikes. Uh, well, we don't get that bad. No, no, no. It's fine. I think we're this is a a firmly a PG thirteen podcast yeah. with the occasional rated R, just because there might be three or four F words versus two or less. Fuck. Well, there's one. There's one. Well, the next one will come organic. Okay. That's fine. You can do two in a PG-13 movie. It's just so freeing. I don't know why. <laughs> I love swearing. I love it. I've gone, I've gone back and forth feels so good. many times. Yeah, but it's. I didn't get it until Tony Robbins talked about it. Hmm. And he said he puts it in deliberately to get people's attention. And if you think about it, if somebody's talking... And they and they use it in an intelligent manner. They're not just a kid on the street, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, if this, if that, you know, using it every other word. Yeah. That's not effective. But you can use it as a tool to get people's attention, and it's super effective. Well, there are so many great lines in movies that use curse words really, 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 really effectively. Yeah. Where it's like, that's a moment because yeah. they used a, a certain word. Um, I mean, that's any words, but you're right. Like there's something about curse words that even still can kind of catch your attention just in a different way. Totally. Than just a typical sentence. Yeah. I um, like snakes on the plane, for example. How does Samuel L. Jackson feel about these snakes on the plane? Well, I think you would say there are too many dang old snakes on this dang old plane. Is that what he says? No, Something like that? no, no. He says uh, he says other things, but but using <laughs> using the the art of swearing, he expresses very clearly how he feels about the snakes on the plane, and he's very tired of the snakes. I on mean, the that plane. man has made like half a billion dollars. He's re- He's just, doing his thing, but he's just ready movies. to get off the plane. He is. Good for Samuel L. Jackson. We could just say that. This yeah. is a, we're pretty pro Samuel L. here on Dirt Talk, probably. I, I'd say so. He's super old, too. He's like late 70s. I yeah. He, when he was in Die Hard 3 in like 1995, he was like 45 years old. He's, he's been around, dude. <laughs> anyway. And he's done action movies in like the last five years. Anywho. We're going to do question and answer. We're doing question and answer. Or as Aaron like to say, question One. and questionable answers. Yes. Yeah. New segment question and questionable answer. Uh-huh. Any answer I give is subject to be wrong or stupid advice. Maybe I can uh, get like an Amazon affiliate link for like a little packet of salt. Yeah. Be like, here, take this when you listen to this episode. Exactly. Can we, can we properly intro this new segment? Let's do it. Welcome everybody to the Dirt Talk podcast and the new segment that is question and questionable answer. And it is the exact same thing we've done for years now. Answer your questions, but we've rebranded. Mm-hmm. Alex and I had a 13-hour brand workshop. We didn't even time. let Harrison eat or drink during it. <laughs> and we sat in that conference room for 13 hours to come up with question and questionable answer at the Dirt Talk podcast. You know, you got to grind, brother. Yes. And that's how we got here. Yep. So here we are. We're excited to be here. We asked you for your questions on the internet. Yes. And we are going to do our best to answer them. I will say thank you uh, to everyone who submitted a question on Instagram. Um, I get plenty of great questions uh, to the email as well, talk at buildwit.com. But also thank you to the people who sent them through Instagram as well. Do you, uh, first question. Yeah. 
why are we publishing one is one one I got why why one episode a week? Okay, so the first question on this list. Oh, great. From at J Watson ninety nine. What happened to the Monday episode of the podcast? That's a great question. Well, I, this may be the one that I might start on. Please. So, Aaron, you and I are at about two years of podcasting together. We're mm-hmm. pretty close to that. Yeah, and I did it for a year on my you, own. You did it on a year before that. Yeah. You and I have put out... <laughs> I started beginning of 2020. 2020 so, mm-hmm. it's been three over three years now. You and I have recorded something like 200 episodes. It's quite a bit. Not counting internal podcasts, which is like another 50. No, which is another, that, yeah, another 100. 100, yeah. Yeah, so we've done a lot of podcasts together now. Um, and one thing we were thinking about going into the holidays um, is how can we maximize the impact of what we do with the podcast? You know, it. it Aaron and I have had um, a lot of great conversation in this room. Um, you know, we've talked before that like, in terms of sitting down intentional conversation, you know, we, we are kind of the people we probably talk to the most in this way. Uh, maybe other than my wife. Um, however, it's also a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. And so we're wondering how can we maximize the impact of every episode? Um, you know, we're a small team here on the podcast team. It's just me and Harrison. Obviously Aaron shows up, does his thing. Um, but we also can't do everything ever all the time. And that's one big thing we're learning here at BuildWit. And so it's like, how can we make this product better? How can we uh, serve the the listeners, the people who engage with us, the people who haven't engaged with us? Yes, but might once they they learn about us. Um, how can we serve all those people better? And so we have stepped back in this quarter at least. Um, and so we are doing one episode per week on Thursdays. That will certainly be... S- some of the typical Thursday episode, Aaron with a guest or with two guests, whatever that might might be. Um, however, there are going to be these episodes where it's Aaron and Chase or Aaron and Angel or Aaron and Eric um, talking about either their travel or uh, we've got a couple of fun things um, cooked up with Eric. I'll probably get Randy back on too. Maybe get Randy back on. Yeah. Um, that just, we can, be, we can be a little bit more intentional about what we are talking about in this room outside of having guests in here yeah the last year what did we do downloads wise like roughly a million yeah roughly a million downloads which Which we don't really talk about that's yeah it's not a secret number but we don't pretty damn good pretty damn good but then at the same time we were past six months kind of a flat line we have our listeners that are listening Mm -hmm. people come in and out it was great. So we're, 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 people are listening, which is amazing. Well, and new people were coming in through the beginning of the, the podcast. So the older episodes were, for the most part, having the most downloads because people yes. were coming into those. Yeah, but if you looked at monthly downloads, we were flat. Yes. And <clears throat> we were, in my opinion, kind of on autopilot. It was, we were running the play, running the play, running the play. And it's still very valuable. All the stuff we did. Was, is very worthwhile. There, this beast is very hungry. And so every time you put out an episode, well, there's another episode that has to come Yeah, out. but we're, we were just running the play. Mm-hmm. And a few things came to my mind end of the year. Things slow down. I reflect upon what the heck's going on. One, we're not paid to do this. I think a change this year is we might get some level of sponsorship from contractors and make it fun for everybody. But this is not a direct money maker for our business. Mm-hmm. How do we make money? We sell services, marketing services, media, 
video production, photo production primarily, and our software, our build it training software. That's how we make money. The podcast is essentially to further our mission, make the dirt world a better place and drive awareness so that some of these people might consider build with training, might interact with us online, buy stuff from our store that's growing now, interact with our media business stuff or marketing business, services business. That's kind of how we make money. So we want to continue to serve the people that listen while simultaneously serving our business. Mm-hmm. So this year, we wanted to slow down, like you said, so that we could more effectively promote each episode and get the word out about the damn podcast because we have huge followings on every other social platform. So we figured, why aren't we deliberately promoting every episode and trying to squeeze, you know, if we're, if we're making this and spending all this time on it, why don't we squeeze the hell out of each episode to try to get the maximum benefit out of each episode? Why don't we do that? And why don't we get more creative and try some new things out this quarter, see what the heck sticks, and then we can go into the next few months, potentially ramp back up mm-hmm. once we've established a strong, robust foundation. So that's what we're doing right now. We're trying new things. Yeah. We're promoting more effectively, and we're trying to build the foundation, the new foundation that will then be take the podcast into the next level, ideally. And one thing that I know our listeners can certainly relate to, if you are uh, maxed out from like a workload perspective, you really don't have any space to innovate or try new things too. And so once we got to that point where it's like, well, it's just kind of, you can't do anything new if we're having to stick to what we've always been doing while doing that Mm -hmm. and i mean we're seeing the benefit just having some of that space um so that's been really exciting you know we took two weeks off at the beginning of the year that was really really valuable for us just to be able to step back and think about what we're doing because we want this to be a a good product we want it to be obviously enjoyable for us as we're in here but we want to uh bring real uh valuable information um that's also can be fun and can be silly and we can do all those things but um being a little bit more intentional about that, uh, I think is going to be really good for all of us. Yes. So thank you for asking. We've definitely got a handful of questions about that in the last couple of weeks. Um, but we're, we're going to keep the, the, the dirt talk podcast. You know that I said the whole phrase, the dirt talk uh, we're definitely going to keep that train running. We've got plenty of other stuff we're working on noodling on. Uh, I think this is going to be a really exciting year for, uh, build with, podcasting in general you know we don't have to advertise for the podcast on the podcast though we don't i just realized but i can just tell the story of what's going on in here yeah but yeah we could have if you really like dirt talk you should listen to dirt talk podcast you should search dirt talk anywhere you listen to podcasts today to listen to the latest episode with me and alex answering listener questions (laughs) the episode you're listening to all right next question here we go we can move on this is from at bully hurl what decision have you seen make the biggest net benefit to company culture? Uh, values. Easy. Easy. Mission and values. I'll, I'll lump both of those into the same mm-hmm. bucket. Sure. If you have a company that does not have a defined mission beyond making money and a mission that means something, not we build projects safely, efficiently on time, that's the exact same thing as everybody else. It needs to mean something. And then if you don't have an operating system that you're hiring upon, that you're informing culture and behavior upon, 
that you're potentially firing upon? I don't know how we would function as an organization without those two things. And there's a lot of companies out there that don't have either one. And I sit there, I really genuinely sit there and I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they function because we, none of this would exist without the mission and values. Mm -hmm. None of it. I would still be running around with a camera, just me taking pictures. That's it. Maybe not even, maybe not even because I don't have that. I wouldn't have that mission to serve. I don't Mm -hmm. know, but you got to define why the hell you're in business beyond money. And you have to have an operating system that is talked about and trained on regularly. And that's what I'm trying to do more this year is the values thing. The work only begins once you have them defined. It is constant. Mm-hmm. Talk about them, train upon them, think about them, iterate. It's, it's the more effort you put in to making your mission real, your values real, the greater their benefit you're going to get. So defining them is step one, but actually putting them into practice within your business, that's the important part. That's the harder part. And that's where we are. That's where we will always be. Yeah. But that is without a doubt. Mission of values, man. Uh, has there been anything that inversely has been damaging to co- company culture from a decision perspective? I would say last year, I'm going to speak on a, on a, like a big, big picture standpoint. Mm-hmm. Well, two things. Last year, I feel like we were riding the coattails of the culture we had created over the previous few years. Mm. And we weren't necessarily building upon what we'd already created deliberately. Yeah. We weren't as deliberate about building upon our culture and our people last year because the whole place was burning. And and that's okay that we were in this, let's go double in size and go create a software business, training product, do all this crazy stuff, try new things on media services, new leadership, figure a lot of shit out. We learned a ton last year. Yeah. But I don't think we necessarily deliberately grew our culture to that next level, which I want to do this year. So I think taking your foot off the gas when it comes to growing your people, culture, business, it's, it's, you won't see the, the, the downside of that until pretty far down the road. (laughs) And Mm. once you're pretty far down the road, you might have some significant problems. I don't think we're that far down the road, but it's, it's worrying to me enough. It's like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get back on this very seriously or else we're going to lose what we have. And that could be too critical, but that's the world I live in. Two, we, the projections we had for our training product, way overly aggressive last year. For a brand new software product to construction, what we thought we were going to do, I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to sit here and say, yep, that's what we genuinely thought we could do because now knowing what I know, that's absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Now, we could sit around and say, well, if we didn't, hadn't had those goals, we wouldn't be where we are. Absolutely. So I'm not saying, oh, fuck. But the reality was we didn't meet those, those goals. We set ourselves up for failure. Yeah. We didn't raise the capital we thought we could, which was also totally irrational. And so we had too many people on our team going into the end of the year. We overhired and we had to let some people go into the year. I've already talked about this. Yeah. I've posted about it. It's It's way out there by now. But that 
uh, certainly does not help culture. No, no. <laughs> one, one bit, dude. Um, and it fucking sucks that that happened and I don't ever want it to happen again, but here we are. Uh, I think it was the right call. It was the right call. I know that for sure, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm bummed we were even in that position to begin with and I don't want to be there again. Yeah, it's like it doesn't matter if it was the right call or not. It still sucks. And it doesn't matter if it sucks or not. It's still the right call. Yes. You know, those things have to exist at the same time. But that was um, still is a very bitter pill. Yeah. Um, but we are choking it down and moving on. Well, I appreciate the transparency on that. Uh, thank you for the question. Next question from J.E. Parker. Can you explain the first flight of the year joke? First, I don't even know. I don't even know when I started that. started? Yeah, I just, um, so if you don't follow me on Instagram, I fly a lot. I had, I think I flew 12 times in January. Yeah, fly a lot is an understatement. You, you spent a lot of time on an airplane. <laughs> yeah, and it was, it was a lot, it was two international trips in January. So it was a lot of hours mm-hmm. on, on planes in January, a lot of hours. And I, you know, when you sit down on the, I don't even know. It's just some dumb joke I make. Basically, I sit down on the plane. Since I do it so much, I act like it's the first time I've flown in the year. And so every flight is my first flight of the year. So that's one just dumb joke. Mm -hmm. Two, I act like I have this fake family. And I'm I'm kind of making fun of like the grind culture mm-hmm. and the work life balance deal, and I'm making fun of a bunch of things at the same time when I do it. Yeah, but I've also recognized some jokes are a little too close to home for some people, like my wife leaving me or alcoholism or whatever it is. Sure. But I kind of like or my my mother in law dying. Me can't make I can't make the funeral because I have to go work, but work comes first. So thank God my wife is understanding enough because I have to put bread on the table. Mm. I. Some of that's pretty real. <laughs> Some of it's real, but at the same time, I'm just messing around. Yeah. And I honestly like to find out where the line is. You got to gotta go across it. Mm-hmm. I, so I like going across the line. I think we can <laughs> say he right here on the po- podcast, Aaron is not married or does, does not have kids. No, no. We can confirm that here. No, I have. Yeah. I, you heard I, it here first. I'm not married. I have no children. They're, <laughs> it's, a, it's a fake family. It's a, it's a bit for social media. Yes. Yeah, it's a fictional family. Yeah, you got to jump in. But a lot of people have asked, do you have, you're married? So you're married? (laughs) You're like, no, dude. Yeah, I'm married, I have kids, and I'm just a shit bag. (laughs) Uh, I might skip to another question, uh, because this goes with it. Uh, From at Avrilio Grangelo, Um, how many flights did you take last year, do you think? I don't count. I probably, I did well over 100 last year, though. Yeah, well over 100. But you don't have... You don't have a companion pass anywhere because you're kind of jumping between airlines now. I fly every every airline. Yeah. Um, last year I flew, yeah, WestJet, Air Canada, American, Southwest, United, Delta, and then the people that say, "Oh, you should fly this airline. They're way better." You don't fly enough, <laughs> dude. If you play the numbers game like I do, they all screw you. Well, your number one goal is to get there. <laughs> yeah. You will be screwed by whatever airline you're flying. Guaranteed. Yep. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I have no faith in the airlines right now. And you can look at the, the number, the percent of delayed flights and canceled flights. It's only gone up. The airlines mm. just took fifth, over $50 billion in federal stimulus. They're all publicly traded in the United States, which drives me nuts. They're all returning money to shareholders that are just these big institutions on Wall Street. Meanwhile, they're charging more for fares 
and giving you far less for it. It's, it's a really shitty situation. It drives me nuts being a frequent customer of the airlines, but also it's well beyond me. So I don't get stressed out about it anymore. You have to show up and get to where you're going. So that's what we're doing. That's it. And okay, great. Your flight gets delayed or canceled. Check. All right. What's my next option? Like there's just no sense in getting, I don't stress about changes in travel at all anymore. It's, I don't know. It's just not worth it. It just happens. It just happens. It's just the reality. Mm -hmm. Here we are. But the, the airlines, they are so messed up. Like none of them are, none of them are good. None. Yeah, you can have your favorite and it'll still, you can still show up to the airport and then be like, hey, flight's just canceled. It's not delayed, it's just canceled. I to tell you. And that just happens. It's, they just don't, they just don't give a shit. Mm -mm. Like you are nothing. And if you think you're something, like you're going to be so badly mistaken at some point. But I do have executive platinum on American, which is nice because I get upgrades quite a bit. Sure. Like I'll fly business class quite a bit when I go abroad, which is total game changer. Yeah total game changer when it comes to jet lag like hey do you want to be in business class you're like i probably could do that <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> um so that is cool and then i have status on southwest and delta it's gonna happen when you fly as much as you do yeah. there you go cool but my 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 advice is just choose whoever gets you there direct if you can avoid a connection just avoid connections like they're the plague that's where you go wrong oh yeah connections if you can miss connections well you're just removing a variable and that's that is the key every, almost every time i've gotten screwed it's because it, it's the connection thing if you can remove that you're probably going to be good to go mm -hmm. yeah i feel like the percentage of flights in my lifetime that i've sat uh on the runway waiting to take off for like over 45 minutes 75% of the times that's ever happened to me has been in the last 18 months. It's only gotten worse. Yeah. It's way worse. And it's only getting worse because you have these new restrictions on, they're not new, but they're newer restrictions on who can become a pilot, how you mm -hmm. can become a pilot. And you have yeah. all these, these old guys, they just forced out of retirement. They forced them to retire. Forced them to retirement. And then they're scheduling full schedules like they're fully staffed, knowing they're not fully staffed. It's total bullshit. Mm -hmm. They know, they know it's bullshit. It's trash. Yeah. And I wouldn't be so pissed if they were... Uh, if they didn't take $50 billion in government money and if they weren't publicly traded, because I view that as a huge conflict. Yeah. But what do I know? Well, then it's like, but yeah, I, thank you for this buyout. Well, can you have all the, can you have all our shares back? Yeah. Yes. But, but other side of the coin, I couldn't do anything I do without the airlines. I'm very grateful for the ability to get on a plane here and end up in a place like Australia or Germany or Alberta or Florida. It's, Every time I fly, I am still amazed. Like, wow, I can, in a matter of hours, get from here to a totally different place in the world mm -hmm. and experience, have this, have this totally new experience that I would never have where I live. Yeah. So I'm very grateful for it at the end of the day. I'm just a little bitter. Sure. We spend plenty of times on planes. All right. Next question from Shot Creek Pool Structures. I'm going to spin this positively. I want this to be a positive conversation. Are there any um, companies who previously would not have given build with the time of day, but we now work with? Is that a thing? Um, it is a thing. Mm -hmm. There are companies. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say 
specific ones. No, I, 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 and I mean that that's a this is a positive question. Yeah, I don't take it personal. Well, I did take it personally in the past, and I do have a chip, a chip on my shoulder. Sure, I don't take it personally though, because we're a different business than we were even two years ago. Yeah. Totally different business. And so some companies that we've worked with from a marketing media standpoint are now training customers. We're not working with them on a storytelling standpoint, but they're still a customer of ours because now they're on a training platform, which mm-hmm. is, I think, awesome. Yeah. And there are some companies that it just didn't work out between us years ago. I worked with them. It didn't work out. Spent a few years apart. And now they're huge parts of our business today. Huge. Yeah. So the whole try not to burn bridges thing is so, so damn important Mm -hmm. because (laughs) you never know when things are going to come back. And something like that, like there's one conversation in particular I could have taken in a very different way. And I'm so thankful I didn't because we would not be where we are today without that. Like just when I think about this, that one relationship the world would be very different for us right now. Well, there's there's a handful <laughs> that I can think of where it's like, you know, there was a time in our past where it's like they were not interested, like they were not in, into this relationship, whatever it was. And then you fast forward a couple of years, it's like, you know, we're in a different place, they're in a different place. Um, and all of a sudden, like, it makes sense for us to, to do something in business together. Yeah. But I'm, like, I'm pretty optimistic about it. Yeah. Either. I'm just, there are a few companies that are dead to me. Sure. <laughs> But that's Never because call again. that's because they've done things that are, I believe, just wrong. Sure, just wrong, and I trusted them. They they violated that big time, and they're dead to me. Sure. Now, would I still do business with them? Would I still take their money and help them out? Absolutely. But I'm not getting close to them from a personal relationship standpoint. Again, it's like <laughs> if you want to do business with us, that's great. That's fine. Here's a contract. I don't trust you in the slightest. I don't respect you in the slightest, but I'm still happy to help you out, help your business out because we need to be a team here as an industry at the end of the day. Yeah. But there are some that are, yeah. That just happens. Uh, All right. Next question from Camden Miller 952. Best advice for a 2020... Nope. Let me try that again. Best advice for a 22-year-old about to start his construction career. You stay close to home or go for broke, take a risk and move away. Uh, I would send it. I would send it. If you don't have a family, if you don't have obligations, take advantage of that. Go try something else. Even if you end up back home a year later, go try something else. I like I beg you to go try something <laughs> else. Honestly, that's probably the single best thing you can do. Yeah. Don't in your 20s, everybody's always thinking about their career long term. Don't think about income. Don't think about your career long term. Just go try different things out. That's like the one time where if you want to go work for a big company doing just big shit, traveling all over the world, go do it. Go do it. Like Go find something fun, exciting, and bust your ass. Don't worry about long term. It'll serve you long term. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to worry about long term implications. Well, it's like, on, and say you love that. Great. You found something you really love for your career. Say you hate that. Great. You know that that's not for you. Those are both valuable. Exactly. And you're still going to be 30 years later talking about that one damn project you were on in Mm -hmm. Iceland or whatever it was. You know, I'm I'm just making that up. up. That's those are the stories a lot of people tell us back in the day. 
when they were on these just monster jobs doing the coolest shit ever, if you have the opportunity to go do it, send it, dude. Absolutely send it. Yeah, I I think that's the hard part, right? If you're trying to jump into a career, it's like, well, do you not dip your toes in, but it's like you want to, that first step you want, you think being safe is like the right idea, but because you have so much flexibility when you're like that young, you have a lot less needs um, financially and otherwise, you know, you, you can take that, that bigger risk and and move. You can do a lot of different things that you can't do when you're, you know, 40 necessarily. One, send it. Two, bust your ass. Just fucking work. There are so many people. You have the old timers saying, oh, these kids just don't want to work. You know, the phrase that pisses me off with the younger kids, they just don't want to give me a chance. That's bullshit. Make an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Make a chance. And you do that by busting your ass, even if you're getting taken advantage of. That's fine. You're still getting so much value out of that experience. And don't put up with it long term. But if there's a a kind of an end game, like I'm going to go to the oil field for a year. I know that I'm going to have a crazy schedule. I know this is going to be unsustainable. But let's just send it right now. Let's just go all in on it. Because I know however... Wherever I go after that, that experience is going to go so far, so far. And if you're young too, especially if you're going to go into management, engineering, whatever it is, if you're skipping out on the field, you're screwing yourself. You're you're screwing yourself big time if you miss out on the field. So if you're 22, you have the opportunity, especially to go out in the field, bust your ass, send it, go work somewhere cool. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I did. I, I worked on, I did railroad work and then I went to Kiwit, did drilling and blasting. I, that wasn't really for me, but I still, I didn't want to be in Phoenix because that was too comfortable, yeah. too familiar. So I, I worked for a company that was based in Phoenix that was going to send me to Texas. They told me before I was set to go to Texas, we want you to keep, we want to keep you in Phoenix. And I said, I'm going to Texas. So either you're sending me to Texas or I'm going to work somewhere else because I, I need to go work somewhere else. It wasn't comfortable. It wasn't fun. I was totally alone. I didn't know anybody in Fort Worth. I didn't do anything but work. But that's the point. <laughs> that's the point. Yeah. And then yeah. I go back home and everybody I know back home, growing, they're all doing the same shit, living in the same place, talking to the same people, eating the same shit, doing the exact same thing. And maybe that's for you. But at least go get a broader perspective on life mm-hmm. before you go back. Because if you don't leave that, man, you're going to be stuck there. Mm-hmm. Well said. Um, great question. I feel like we get a handful of those types of questions. And I, I find them really interesting. Um, just because, you know, people want to obviously want to know, like, what's, what's the right call. But I think that's the answer to that is less about that and more about... Um, you know, leveraging like the opportunity you have when you're that young. Yeah. Yeah. You just can't always do that. Uh, next question from dirt pro diecast. What I mean, is that's, that's sorry. why I've worked so hard is because I have the opportunity. Yeah. I have this opportunity in my twenties. I don't have a family. I don't have stuff to worry about. I don't have a house. I don't have a mortgage payment. I don't have a student loan debt or any of mm-hmm. that. 
I didn't have parents telling me this is what I had to do. I didn't have a family business I needed to go work in. I didn't ha- I, I had I truly had a blank slate. And if I don't take advantage of that, shame on me. I'm not worth shit. Mm. So that's why I go all in on it. And I feel if you have that opportunity to go all in, go all in. Because yeah. if you don't, shame on you. It's it's funny we we've had a lot of folks on who work for uh, family businesses. Um, and I feel like I have a handful of folks in my own life who work for a family business. And kind of the advice that all of them have ever, or many of them have shared about just like their own experience is so many of them went and took another job now with the family. Yeah. And even if you come back to the family they business. They came back to the family business. Exactly. But like they, they went somewhere else yes. and did a thing and then said, okay, I've done this. Now I'm ready to go join you know, the family business or whatever that is. Yeah. But like they speak to that experience um, as being really, 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 really valuable. Well, I brought up the family business thing because it's like I, there, w- there wasn't even another consideration. Like I have this family business and maybe I could work there. Like I didn't. Yeah. There was no path. There was no predetermined. Yeah, you just kind of, you, if, if there's a family business, you could just like stumble into it and just start working. Like, sure, you can. And that obviously benefits a lot of people. But like, there is tons of value that like we see people who've been on the podcast. Um, Kevin Tompkins, who's, his episode will have come out by the time this episode comes. You know, he's worked for the family business, but he didn't. Yeah. He had time where he didn't. Yeah, correct. Um, and it's like there's just a lot of value in that. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. Right on. All right. Next question from Dirt Pro Diecast. What is the most shocking industry belief that's accepted as the norm in the dirt world? Um, unhealthy habits. Mm. Crazy to me. Crazy to me, sad to me that everybody, not everybody, but I feel like the norm on average is people are just very unhealthy. They eat terribly. They don't exercise, smoke, drink, abuse medication. It's it's a very unhealthy world. Mm-hmm. And it's getting to more and more surprising to me that any business, any business comes down to people, most businesses, any business, and people can't operate optimally, optimally if they're not healthy. So my business, I'm incentivized for our people to be healthy, but as a contractor, my business doesn't function without the physical well-being of people. Mm-hmm. So you would think like a sports team, sports team doesn't function without the physical well-being of their team. So they invest a lot in the physical health of their team. Yeah. Now, that's not a fair analogy because there's a lot more money in professional sure. sports, obviously, than a construction company. Yeah, I get that. But the principle is not all that different. It's not that different. Um, I and, and so I hope that something that becomes more and more accepted is eating a little bit better, mm-hmm. exercising, being a little bit more conscious about sleep schedules, talking about alcoholism, talking about mental health, even just talking about this. Yeah. Like it's funny. I mean, I've 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 seen this. It doesn't bother me all that much. But you'll you know if you go to a job site with a salad, people are going to give you shit. It's like, <laughs> you, but you just reverse it. You're like, uh, aren't you the one? 
that is doing the wrong thing here. <laughs> now, I'm not saying my salad is, is, is better, but I sure as shit know it's better than that bag of Doritos you're eating for lunch and the Mountain Dew. Because that's what was at the convenience store. Yeah. And I, I, like, I know it's, it's systemic in a lot of ways mm. and the, the way the schedules are set up. And I, I know like, the problems, there's root causes there. And it's not as simple as, well, everybody should just be healthier because I'm healthy and you should be healthy too. But as an industry, I feel like we really need to ask ourselves, why is everybody so unhealthy? Why is the average age in construction less than the average age overall? And what are some of the things we can do to help move that in the right direction? Mm -hmm. Because our whole business depends on the health and well-being of our people. And we've put so much money and time into safety, but we don't think about, I've talked about the stretch and flex thing. Like, are we kidding ourselves that stretch and flex is going to make our people healthy? That, that like, fixes it. Like some, somebody is 200 pounds overweight. Them stretching in the morning is going to prevent a slip, trip, and fall. I don't know. I think them not being 200 pounds overweight might be more effective at helping them mm -hmm. prevent a slip, trip, and fall. But what do I know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. I mean, you've spoken to that before. Um, but you're right. Like it's obviously a very uh, physically demanding um, job, and if regular physical health is not, and mental health is not, like a part of like the considerations of how you can do that job, like that's probably a mistake. It's largely a cultural problem. It's, it's yeah. like to answer the question. I mean, that's it's it's widely accepted that people are just unhealthy. Yeah, you, be, you have to be unhealthy to do this. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, it's just how it is. Everybody else smokes. I'm going to smoke too. Oh, thanks for the question. Appreciate it. I uh, got this question from a lot of people. Will you be at Con Expo? Yeah. Every, every, uh, every day of the show, unfortunately, I will be in Vegas from Thursday to Friday, like the week before Thursday to Friday. That is the longest I'll have ever spent in Vegas by a long shot. It's a lot of Vegas. <laughs> I am not, a lot of Vegas. I am not looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm not excited about it, but I will be there. I am excited to meet everybody. I'm yeah. excited to talk to people. That's what I'm excited for. I'm just not excited for the Vegas part. Sure. So yes, I will be there. I will be every day publishing where the hell I'll be for that day. I'll be very, I'm going to be, I didn't try to sketch. I, I've deliberately said no to a lot of opportunities so that I have more time to spend time at the show, meeting people, talking to people. Yeah, I've seen your schedule. It is not booked. It could be way yeah. more booked, mm -hmm. but I've, I've deliberately said, no, I'm going to take a few key strategic events. Um, but otherwise, I just want to spend time with people. Yeah. So. Being able to see stuff and see people and be with them. Um, I mean, that's, that's kind of the thing I've, I've been looking forward to. I think it's going to be pretty rad. Yeah. And, and um, I don't know, for anybody at the show, like, I, I want to talk to you. Yeah. So please, like, say something. There's a lot of people that, after the fact, they'll be like, oh, I saw you. Like, I didn't want to okay, bother well, you or this well, and that. Like, you no. have the permission. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm there. Yeah. I, I want to talk to people. I want to shake your hand. I want to give you a sticker. I want to shoot the shit about what the hell you do. Like, that's whole intent of being there. I'm not, I don't care about the equipment, frankly. Like, if, I, the, I, if the equipment went there, it'd still be great. No, yeah, yeah I think it'd yeah. be, I think it ought not, 
Well, maybe a bit. I'm gonna, we have our, we have our own thoughts. I'm I'm gonna, for a later date. I'm gonna pause on that. I I love the show. It's gonna I be love, great. I love. I genuinely love it. It's an amazing time. I hope everybody's there. I've the the thing with the equipment is I've already seen it all. Yeah. And, and and I think it's gonna be it's cool to somebody else that's in the same spot on the same job site. I'm in a very unique position. I get to see a lot of cool stuff. So yeah, yeah. I'm Mr. Spoiled. Oh, oh yeah, you don't think the equipment's cool? Fuck you. Well, but I think it's a great point for you. You're like you're there for the people. Yes, that's the point. Yes, that's it. Right on. Cool. Uh, I've got a couple more questions, and we'll wrap it up. Great. Can you lay out your uh, general packing list for your trip? Would be helpful for us other road warriors. That's from uh, Charlie Hackworthy. We'll just do a video on it. Yeah, it's honestly, probably easiest. I don't. I don't know if my I would call it a system at this point is refined or not. I don't know what other people think about it, but I have uh, done a lot of testing on what I bring on a trip, and there is a lot of thought behind everything. So. I think Chase and I just need to make a YouTube video about it though. And actually like before a trip, here's what I've packed and open up my bag. Yeah. Here's how I packed it. Here's what I have in here. Here's my counter bag. Here's exactly what I carry for anybody that cares. Well, I don't know anybody that would care. You have to get pretty dialed in because you do it over and over again. Yeah. But it has, yeah, we have refined it quite a bit. Yep. Right on. Um, question from at Eli Bix 15. How do I go about finding work slash customers on LinkedIn? Share what you do daily on LinkedIn. That is the one thing I would do as a business owner. I would say I would make a rule. One, I'm going to post every day on LinkedIn. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm going to post every day on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. You'll find stuff to stay if you have to post every day on LinkedIn. Two, be strategic about who you go connect with. Go sit there. And go find someone else who's similar in your area, for example. And you can go see their connections. And you can go to their list. And you can go down it while The Bachelor's on. You know, you and you and your better half, you're watching The Bachelor. You don't want to watch The Bachelor. You can sit there <laughs> on LinkedIn, go down that list of connections. Like, yeah. that's a good person to connect with. That's a person to connect with. Request, 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 request. That's how I did it for years to go build a base of people that would be interested in what you have going on. Yeah. And not everybody will say yes, but you'd be surprised. A lot. a lot do. Or send them a note by the LinkedIn premium. And for the people that are real strategic, send them the note, send them the email. I've connected, I've, I've, there's probably at this point millions of dollars in business because of messages I've sent on LinkedIn. Yeah. So I would post every day, I would connect strategically. That's a walk in the park. It just takes time. And then I would send messages to people strategically, who you are, what you have to, what problem you can solve for them. And if they want to get in touch with you, here's how to call me. Yep. But yeah. don't send the stupid fucking marketing messages. I hate those. If I get a, just a general marketing message, I'm out, man. It has to be thoughtful, deliberate. It stands out. Yep. Uh, great question. Uh, last one this is from at either at lock hubby or at low chubby. We'll see. Why are stickers and hats so popular in the dirt world? I have an addiction, but don't know why. Um, I don't know. I think it just makes us feel like a little kid stickers and who isn't a little kid at the end of the day. Yeah. I think it's just fun. Just fun. And it connects us as an industry. 
I don't know. I've always just viewed it as like a, we're all just big kids. Well, and, and you're customizing your gear. Like that's always cool. Yeah. I, I, but I feel like, like fundamentally it taps in with the little kid inside of you. I love that. And, uh, I think it, yeah, connects us with, with that side of us. Mm-hmm. It's a pride thing too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. People love stickers though, man. And we'll have tons of stickers Will at Con we Expo. Ever. We'll have stickers on stickers. My goodness. Harrison's going to, I'm going to have him literally carrying around a cart full of stickers <laughs> the entire time. Just pushing it. Yeah. Sticker? One of those carts you that you put you pay in, but it'll be just full of stickers. Yeah. That's going to be good. He's going to give it to you on a pitchfork too. That's why he's going to sticker yes. pitchforks. You're going to take it off there. It's yeah. going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> we are going to have a lot of stickers. That is a real thing that's happening. Yeah. From the Buildwit crew, there will be a good handful. Also, we do have a sticker sheet now available at store.buildwit.com. Some new stuff in there. It's store.buildwit.com. We established the URL last time. That is it. Okay. Yeah. If you go to store.buildwit.com, there's a sticker sheet on there. Mm -hmm. It has Buildwit stickers. It has an Earth Mover sticker. And the more money you spend with the store, the more we have to put into this podcast, into the vlog. It all goes back into what the hell we do. Yep. And what's cool is, you know, we we had we revamped the store. There's been a lot of stuff there. There's a handful of things in there right now. Like that's all gonna beef up. We've got uh stuff with oh I'm talking about Dartwell. Let's move on from that. Um but there's a lot of stuff happening in the build with store. We're gonna have more and more and more, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that is a dirt talk podcast Q and QA. Question and questionable answer. There we are. We're there. Yeah. Well, great. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for your questions. If you have questions you'd like to to ask and have me answer on future episodes, submit them to dirttalk at buildwit.com. Check out the podcast. Search Dirt Talk Podcast. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, we'd love for you to listen. The vlog, if you search Aaron Witt on YouTube, we have weekly videos about all kinds of mm-hmm. Dirt World stuff. Alberta will be up soon if it's not already up. And store.buildwood.com. Get your shirts, get your stickers, because the more Hats. money we're able to make there, the more we're able to tell stories. If you enjoy listening, if you enjoy following along, that is huge for us from a support standpoint. So thanks for listening. Share the podcast. We'll see you in the next one. Stay dirty. Bye.